I'm Sharika. And I'm Megan. And, and this, this is, is The In Between. Hey guys, welcome to our very first episode of The In Between. Megan and I are here today. Um, we're going to give some quick introductions of ourselves and what we're planning to do with this podcast. Um, we're going to talk about what our Saturdays look like and why we decided to do this all together. So I'm going to... Um, Give Megan an opportunity to ask me a couple questions, and hopefully we'll have a back and forth dialogue about why we're both here. And again, um, give us both, um, give you an idea of what it's going to look like when we're interviewing other people as they come on the podcast. We plan to have other guests, and as we're talking through our book reviews, what that flow will look like. So, welcome. This is our very, very first podcast. Yeah, so it's a little bit rough. Yeah, but I'm excited. Yeah, (laughs) we're figuring all this stuff out. All right. Well, first of all, mm-hmm. I just want, I read an article mm-hmm. and I just wanted to um, say one paragraph and just get your thoughts because okay. I've never thought about it like that before. <clears throat> so the article's from Christianity Today and it's about politics. Mm-hmm. And so when this podcast comes out, we will have been done with the 2020 election um, mm-hmm. and yep. we'll see. That's gonna go. Yep. So there's a lot of things we can't say right now mm-hmm. because we don't know what's going to happen in right. a few days because mm-hmm. we're doing this like three days before the, the election. election. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it says, the problem of polarization, according to the pastors of purple churches, which I'd never heard of before, mm-hmm. it's churches that try to find the in-between mm-hmm. um, of, you know, Democrats, Republicans. Mm-hmm. So they call themselves purple churches, mm-hmm. which I've never heard of before. But it says that um, these pastors struggling to minister to red Republicans and blue Democrats during this divisive election is that people stop fighting and they part ways. Mm -hmm. So in the church, we're taught that we're supposed to live at peace and, Mm -hmm. you know, not fight and whatever. So what are your thoughts on that? That these pastors are saying the issue is that people stopped fighting and just mm-hmm. parted ways. Yeah. Um, sidebar, I mean, the issue that, that they're actually even calling themselves purple or red or blue churches gets me in the first place. I don't know why um, churches are characterized by their political views. I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. But um, I hear them saying, like, the, the goal is to at least continue together in unity, like, to we're going to have differing opinions in churches, um, but where we agree is what should matter, and we should be meeting in unity. So I like the idea of feeling like um, you could have really starch Republicans and really starch Democrats in the same place, loving each other and making themselves a quote-unquote purple church. Um, I think that people fear the fight, um, but the struggle is where we grow, like how we learn and when we learn how to fight in a healthy way, um, to dialogue in healthy ways and disagree in healthy ways. That's where, how we mature. Um, that's how a real relationship works. I mean, you're not going to be married to someone you can't fight with. Uh, you, you, you don't have siblings you never fought with. I mean, or it's just not a real relationship. It's not healthy. Yeah, it's right. Hard. You've never it's had rough. a fight with your sister. Something's wrong. <laughs> Something's wrong with that relationship. And so um, we, I think we have to get comfortable with that if we're going to really be family in the church. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's really important. And yep, three days before the election. You know, I want to see what we're going to look like. Yeah, I know. Be excited yeah. to come back and listen to this and be like, oof. <laughs> um, yeah, and with the 
you know, being okay with mm-hmm. conflict really is what this is saying. Like, come together. Mm-hmm. We disagree, but we're going to talk through it in yeah. a loving way. We're going to hash it out. That's a lot of what this podcast is about. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a dual there's a dual purpose yeah. in this podcast because we want to talk about the Saturdays. We want to talk about the pain and the hard in life mm-hmm. that people kind of shy away from. But mm-hmm. we also want to talk about the gray areas and the areas and topics that mm-hmm. are hard for people to talk about because there's really differing views. Right. Um, yeah, and the Bible says that the church, I mean, we should be known by our love. And I don't, just don't know... That right now, that's what people know the church by, um, because we don't get along just as much as people in the world do not get along. Uh, yeah, if we don't like what another person thinks or feels or the way they see God, we'll just cut them off. Um, and I think that it's valuable that we're trying to sit here together and agree to disagree on some things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so and see how God works in the midst of those things. Um, and how we both can grow in yeah. those things. So. And that we, at the end of the day, both still are Christians. Mm-hmm. Where people are, <clears throat> especially right now, they're really quick to cancel each other. Yeah. Where it's like, well, because you're going to vote this way. Yeah. And it, it goes either way. Yeah. Whether yep. someone's going to vote for yep. Trump or Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, well, if you vote this way, you're not a Christian. Mm-hmm. But then that person is like, well, if you vote this way, Can't be a Christian. you're not a Christian. Can't well, be. Yeah. who's right, right and who's wrong in right. that? And where would Jesus be? And would he even be having this discussion, um, the stuff that we get so passionate about? Like, how would he even feel about those things? Um, I don't know that we spent a lot of time thinking about that. We yeah. just cut each other off because it's easier. Right. Yeah. And even in making this podcast, yeah, the yeah, two yeah. of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> We just are really different. Yeah. Even in coming together to lay out the podcast (laughs) where I don't ever have any kind of script or anything like that. Um, Even when I talk somewhere, I don't, Mm. and I do some bullet points. Mm -hmm. And you are very, like, I want the questions and you answer in, like, paragraph or several paragraphs. Uh Like, this is what I'm going to say. And... Yep. Me saying to you, hey, I actually don't even know what I'm going to say in this podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and like releasing, it, it's a matter of releasing control over it um, and saying, okay, yeah, we can just kind of flow and see, you know. Um, I think there's a fear that causes you to want to control things like, oh my gosh, that could be anything. Anything could just come out like, you know, um, but there is a growth for me to say, you know what, okay, let's just try it and see how it goes. Um, but also to be able to say, okay, sometimes, Megan, we're going to have to write this down. Yep. Okay. <laughs> we're going to have to write some stuff down. Um, but I just, I, I, I think that's great. We could easily just be like, oh, I'm going to go and do a podcast with someone who takes notes because this is going to stress me out. Yeah. Um, but I think that I'm going to learn from you. Yeah. And I'm going to learn to be, great. be a little bit more mm-hmm. you know, studied. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the book. And guys, we're going to review some books throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, but I picked a book for us to read, and Sharika picked a book for us to read. And it's only been like a week, and she's totally done with the book <laughs> I picked. And I am like 50 pages in, and I'm the one who picked the book. <laughs> I'm just like, don't give me a book to read and not read it. I'm going to read this book. But it's a really good book, too. Yeah, I mean, it really challenged me a lot. But I, I'm good with dates and deadlines, and that's just how I work. Just because I... Honestly, if you really think about it, it's about a fear of being wrong. I, I struggle with. I don't want to be wrong. I want to make sure I'm right. And so, yeah, 
and I, I was I was seeing that a lot in the book. He, um, Peter Ends, is, how, is that how you say it? Peter Ends. Ends. He really challenged me with that because, I mean, that is a thing that people deal with in the church. And I've grown up in the church and you just want to be correct. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, yep, I'm, I'm releasing some things. So it's going to be good. We're going to learn together. If one of us doesn't have a breakdown, we're going to Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Sometimes it's good to have a breakdown, you know, and then you recover. <laughs> That's another way we're different. I'm like, yeah. I do not want a breakdown. Yeah. Oh. Show emotion. Um, so, in this line of, you know, being different and whatnot, mm-hmm. Shrika and I met. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, at church, like, we we go to the same church. Mm-hmm. Um and I say go roughly because yeah. I rarely attend. Um, but you're part of the same community. I am family. part of the same community. Yes. yes. Um, but we really met each other mm-hmm. in um, a prayer counseling training. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what that is, um, Shriek is going to explain it a little bit in a second. But we took two years of a class together mm-hmm. and how to um, be like lay counselors, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And we both came out of the training and out of, you know, from that, that season, experience yeah. and all of that on pretty different sides um, with, with pretty different views. Now, I will say, just as a side note, because I absolutely love the woman who trained us. Yep. Um, I think she's awesome. She's mm-hmm. gifted. Yep. She's an awesome counselor, lay counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a totally different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my views um, are, I go back and forth. I don't hate prayer counseling, yeah. but I also don't know if I would ever participate in it mm-hmm. again. Where well, I started a whole ministry based on it. Right, yeah. Sharika started <laughs> so, an entire ministry. Yeah. So tell me about that. Explain um, what prayer counseling is yeah. and then a little bit about your ministry mm-hmm. and I, I, what you do. Yeah. In a nutshell, you know, I think it's kind of hard to explain what prayer counseling is, but what I, I, I try to tell people, like, just as a contrast, if you go uh, to regular counseling, sometimes it's about uh, behavior management, um, trying to figure out how to deal with the anger that you have, how do you live with it, whereas I feel like prayer counseling is more like we're trying to figure out what the root of the anger is, um, deal with what caused it in the first place, and try to uproot that and replace it with hope or joy um and not just the rest of my life I'm gonna deal with the fact that I I'm enraged all the time um and so um it's like a mediation process between um the I don't know let's just say client for lack of a better word and Jesus and sometimes our anger is rooted in the fact that Jesus quote-unquote disappointed us and so uh I just sit there and help them face Jesus and tell them I'm mad at you um and walk work through that stuff um and so I had to go through that process when I was in that training. I was, I don't know if pissed is a good word, but I was pissed with Jesus. And um, I was at a breaking point. I was done with him. And um, it really changed my life to go through that process, to be able to have those conversations and to find out Jesus really loves me. Like, and he's really not um, broken. Like, I mean, it's not going to make or break him that I'm mad um he's a big boy and he can handle my questions he can handle how I feel and so I came out with a whole new level of freedom that I wanted to share with other people and so um that's what well ministries is based on me trying to give that back to other people 
Um, I did not know until just recently that you came out with a different perspective. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I would love to hear what that is like. I mean, you know, like, how do you feel about it? Like, how did you feel coming out of it personally? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I did think there was a lot of good training in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of eye-opening things. It actually helped me realize more that I needed a trained, licensed trauma counselor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it did help. Yeah. It's not like I came out of it and there was absolutely no yeah. fruit from it yeah. and this yeah. is terrible. I don't believe in any of it. A lot of the training, um, I mean, they talked about trauma. Mm-hmm. They talked about, you know, being parentified yeah. and that kind of thing. So they really break it down, and that helped me to realize some issues I yeah. had. Mm-hmm. But actually going through mm-hmm. prayer counseling, sitting down, being the client yeah. with the counselor, again, I can't say that I never heard from Jesus in it yeah. or that I never experienced any healing, but more often than not, I left more confused than when I came mm. in. Um, and not having experienced very much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a few things that I experienced in prayer counseling that I take away that I still think back on that has helped me connect with Jesus. So mm-hmm. there were some things. So I don't think it's yeah. this total waste of time. Mm-hmm. I just think that there is a fine line because <clears throat> there is often an issue going on that there actually needs to be like a mm-hmm. trained counselor that steps in to help. Like, and yeah, and I, and I know like one, we're very multifaceted people, right? So like not everything is going to work for everybody the same way. Um, and I think that one thing that I learned to personally being someone who deals with control issues, um, at some point I had to let go of that. Like not everyone who sits in this chair is going to receive the exact same way or need the same thing. And at some point you have to say, you know, it's like if you go to the doctor, you know, if you have um, a scrape on your arm, I might be able to help you with that. But if there's a gaping wound and I can see your kidney, um, I might need to take you to the emergency room. And I just need to know the difference between. And so I'm really careful about people like who have dealt with like intense trauma or clinical depression, things of those nature. You know, I feel like God has equipped doctors for a reason. And we have to know where people, people just need to know where they're supposed to be. And it doesn't mean that one is better than the other or one is wrong. Um, I just feel like we're all different and we all hear and see different. And so, yeah. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think that I know people, you Mm -hmm. and others who experience a lot of healing Mm -hmm. in prayer counseling. But for me, I needed that trauma therapist. Um, and I needed to walk through some different trauma with um, things like EMDR, um, which is like a neuropathway kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a treatment that you work with a trained trauma therapist. Mm-hmm. Like I needed that and I experienced so much healing in that. But also my therapist um, does know Jesus. Yeah. And so we had like different Jesus moments in it. So it, it was, some of it was prayer counseling mixed with trauma counseling. Um, she had me journaling, Mm -hmm. um, doing a manual journaling, which is like, you know, you have a series of questions and like, God, 
it's kind of like God talking to you um, just about the specific trauma, though. Um, And she would mix that with EMDR. So that's what I needed. Yeah. And I think just coming out of the training and not just training here in Richmond, but I had some training in Florida, too. Mm. And... Probably more so the training in Florida. It was just very much like, this is all you need. You don't need, like, a counselor. You don't need Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. else. Like, if this isn't working for you, if you're not experienced healing in this prayer counseling session, Mm -hmm. there's something with you. Right. Like, you're not letting go of something. Mm -hmm. And that was actually really harmful to me yeah and I don't think I was ever really told that here in Richmond you just you can you receive it from the church in general like um and I don't want to talk about the book yet (laughs) because that's not what we're doing but I feel like that's what he was talking about that a lot of times we're so um we we feel it's so necessary to defend Jesus that Jesus has to be right and if Jesus says that prayer works and prayer is not working in this instant you're in sin or you're an unbeliever. Something's wrong with you. It can't be Jesus. Um, <clears throat> and I feel like there's a both and sometimes, you know, maybe Jesus is perfect. Okay. Maybe it's not Jesus, but maybe it's also not Megan. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe there's other things and there could be other options. But a lot of times in the church, we don't look for another option right. um, because we're so busy trying to make sure other people know that what I believe is correct. Um, we think we're really like trying to defend Jesus, but really what you're trying to do is defend you being right because I have put my whole life into this. So this has to be right. You know, this has to be right. Um, and so just like being open to there being other solutions, um, being other ways to think and believe and understanding that American Christianity is not the only thing in the world. And, you know, just like opening our minds to the fact that other people have thoughts and they might be kind of right. Possibly. It's just not all cut and dry, black and white. Right. It's not all, you know, well, if this didn't work for you, then Mm -hmm. you don't have enough faith. Right. Which, how often does the church give us that message? Right. Like, if you didn't experience healing, whatever it is, physical, Mm -hmm. emotional, whatever, it's because you didn't have enough faith. You weren't reading the Bible enough. You weren't praying enough. Something was off. Because this other lady did the exact same thing, and she was healed. Right. And that's the end of the day. The only answer, I just, yeah. Yeah. And then... It's also kind of switched at times where it's like, okay, well, the person that's being prayed for, it's not their fault because mm-hmm. they were sick or there's something right, wrong right. with them. But, hey, Sharika, you prayed for yep, them, you're not so a good it was counselor. your faith yep. that held it. <laughs> yep, and you're not a good your minister. faith wasn't strong enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes, I read somewhere that it just said, like, if someone doesn't get healed that day, it's because for whatever reason, we don't understand the Holy Spirit was not healing that day. And it wasn't because lack of love or mm-hmm. care or whatever. It was just that was not what he was doing in that way. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think sometimes the danger in itself is that is because we have to find out. Like, we just have to know. Um, if this didn't happen, it's because. And at some point, you just got to let go of the because. It's okay to just say that God is God and there are some things I may never understand. And I don't have to have an exact equation for the because. And I think that's been giving me a lot of freedom. Like, I don't know. And I'm okay with saying that. Sometimes people ask me stuff and I'm just like, I don't know. And it's okay. It's all yeah. right. I don't have to know. I'm not Jesus. So ask him. He should know. And maybe he'll tell you. It's up to you. Uh, my parents didn't always tell me everything I wanted to know. Yeah. Yeah, but we can't. I mean, that's attention, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk about a lot in the podcast 
um, of how to hold the tension between the already and the not yet. Yeah. The in-between yep. space. That's where faith lives. Uh, if you know everything all the time, I don't know how much faith you actually have to have. We don't need to because we so know. know everything. Right. Yeah. If you don't know, that's where faith lives. That's where faith matures, I think. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. We need to be able to hold that tension mm-hmm. and be like, well, this isn't happening right now. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why. Yeah. But at some point, something is going to happen, yep. even if I don't really know what is going to yep. happen. Yep. But who who actually wants to live in that space? Like, I think I've become accustomed to that space over the past few years, but there's still times I'm like, okay, I want to know, yeah. and mm-hmm. I want to know now. Like, um, even in the process of, like, fostering, fostering yeah. to adopt. I don't know when I'll get a placement. I don't mm-hmm. know when I'll be able to adopt. Mm-hmm. But I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So now it's just this whole tension time of waiting yeah. for when it's going to happen. And then what kind of child is going to come into my yeah. house? And what trauma are they going to have? And what are we going to spend the rest of their life like working on and fighting for and yeah. fighting about? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm going to have some arguments with my kid. Even oh, a five-year-old. Trust We're going to argue. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So <clears throat> in kind of transitioning from talking about... Mm-hmm. Inner healing stuff, which we'll come back to yeah, um, because sure it's such up. a big part of your life yeah. and I've had a lot of experience with it and yep. so I'm sure it'll come up again. But um, talking about, you know, the tension and yeah. the in-between and part of what we're going to talk about is, are Saturdays. Yeah. So um, you don't have to tell like a huge Saturday, yeah. obviously, because yeah. we have plenty of time throughout to talk. But mm-hmm. what has been a Saturday in your life that has shaped the way you think about yourself, about God, about the world. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, as, as I was thinking about this, honestly, I feel like I'm in a perpetual Saturday. Um, I don't know if we're not all, you know, I feel like yeah. Fridays and Sundays come and go, you know, yeah. you'll have some stuff die. You'll have some stuff resurrect, um, but you will always be in a Saturday. <laughs> I don't know, I just feel like that. And so I feel like I am currently um, still processing. So I had uh, a friend, uh, I might say one of my very best friends. Um, we were friends for about 15 years. Um, she passed away two years ago. I want to say it'll be two years this coming March. Um, she was 42 years old. That's young. 42 yeah. years old. Uh so, yeah, I had no firmer reference for that happening. You know, I'm just like, uh, this doesn't make sense, you know? And, you know, I've, I've sat with people who say, you know, oh, why would God do this? And I was like, come on, guys. God's not doing this to you. Um, it's not personal. Don't be like that. You know, I know all the right answers to the fact that God is not, like, personally slapping me in the face. But in the moment, I literally found myself saying, if you knew she was going to die... Why would you introduce me to her in the first place? Why would you do that? You knew 15 years ago when I met her. And see, I'm not a person, um, just if you know anything about me, I'm not a real vulnerable person. Uh, (laughs) I don't usually let people in. It's really hard for people to get in. Um, I've even had uh, my very close, like my kids say, it's hard to get in with you, you know. And somewhere along the line, she got in. And God saw that coming. And he let it happen. And still let her die. I, I, I was pissed off. I'm still maybe a little pissed. Um, uh, I remember like uh, maybe a month or so after she passed away, um, a, a cousin of mine came to me and she was going through a lot of stuff. And 
my heart opened to her because that's just the type of person I am. And so I, somebody had asked me to come to their church. She was with me. She was like, let's go to this church. She went with me. I was just going because the person asked me, but I was pissed. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to church. And she came along and it really touched her. And it was like this eight week long Bible study with this group of people I don't even know at a church I've never been to. And she really wanted to be there. And so I kind of started going with her because I love her. Um, but I remember sitting in that thing saying, like, people would ask questions and stuff. And I was like, don't talk to me. You don't want to talk to me. You sound like me right now. <laughs> I was, like, angry. Um, like, angry. Um, yeah. And I had moments. Like, I mean, I journaled all through it. I had moments where he was speaking to me. You know, I asked him, was, he gonna, was she going to be healed? I kind of knew. It was her time. She was in the hospital for a while, Yeah, right? she was in the hospital for four yeah. months. Okay. Um, and she actually was in, a, like, a coma for a month and a half, maybe two months. I got an um, impression that we needed to do communion. I had prayed. I had done everything I knew to do. Um, called my pastor, and we did communion. I got a word from the Lord. I felt like, you know that um, story where the four guys, they carry yeah. uh, the guy through the roof mm-hmm. or whatever? And God had been working me through that story for a minute. I just knew I was going to, like build a whole seminar off of this story I just knew God was speaking to me about this and uh it came back to me when we were in the hospital room with my pastor and it was four of my friends around her bed and I got this picture of us carrying her to Jesus and then we had communion and I just felt like the Holy Spirit came in the room I was in tears I just you know God moved the next morning I mean literally in a coma the next morning she got up she was talking she was cussing at the nurses the very next day they were amazed it was an absolute miracle I knew God healed her and then 30 days later, she still died. So does that change the fact that there was a miracle in the midst of that? Right, exactly. And so that's what God is working through with me. Um, I mean, and I, I'm in a better place now. It's almost been almost two years. Um, I know I can see the ways that he moved. I know that he answered my prayer in that moment. He was trying to show me, I hear you. And I am answering this prayer for you. And then you you do have authority. Don't let anybody tell you you can't pray for healing. Um, that does exist. But it's her time. It's her time to go. And so there's like this duality even in me. Of Part of me is like, okay, sure, God, get that. God did what he had to do. Um, some things are just what they are. Um, but then there's a, still a part of me that was like, why me, though? You know? Right. She could have that whole thing without me. And I, you know, wouldn't have been touched by this if I had never. And the crazy thing is when I met her, I was at church one day. She came in as a visitor, went up for prayer, and I didn't even know her. And my pastor called me from the back of the church and says, be her friend. So it wasn't like I even chose her. The Lord chose me (laughs) to walk through this process knowing that she would die. And so that really bothered me. But uh, he also told me, I chose you to walk with her. Like, you were a gift to her in that process. And if I look at it just about me, I can be really angry um, because I don't let people in. So why is this happening? Um, But she needed that. I literally, I mean, my job changed right before she got really sick where I was able to be at the hospital every single day with her. Um, It's just so many things I can look back and see how God was moving in that space and giving her a gift. Um, And it was a privilege to walk through that with her. it was really, really hard, and I'm still, yeah, there's no bow on it yeah. um, at this point. Um, I well, there might Jesus. not ever be. Yeah, may not, I don't know. <laughs> I love Jesus, and I know that Jesus loves me. Um, he has been showing off this year in a way that's like, I see you, sis, and I know it, um, but it's still part of me, like, yeah. I struggle with that. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, there's no Sunday just yet. I, well, maybe. I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes we, we want Sundays to look a certain way. We want resurrection mm-hmm. to look a certain way. Um, I have learned a lot of it, a lot in that process. And so there has been resurrection. Um, yeah. But it may not look exactly how I want it to look. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. you said that because I think that is like, I think we can really easily identify our Friday and our Saturday. Yeah. Like it's easy to know when something <clears throat> died when something when we lost something when something stopped working in some way and sent us into a pit or into darkness Mm -hmm. um that's easy to identify and then being in a saturday is often easy to identify once we get the language for it Mm -hmm. oh that's what this is like this really hard time this painful thing this thing I'm working through and like wrestling with God, like how Jacob wrestled with God, like, you know, we can identify that, but the Sunday is really hard to identify because like you said, sometimes resurrection looks different than what we asked for. Mm -hmm. And so we miss it or we think, Oh yeah, this is resurrection. And maybe it wasn't the full resurrection. Like maybe there's something else coming or, it's just our expectation. It's like we have our own expectation. For me, mm-hmm. if you'd asked me two years ago what Sunday was going to look like, it was going to look like her coming out of that hospital, coming to my church and telling the testimony of how she was in a coma for three months and God rescued her. That yeah. is the Sunday. Yeah. So now what? Because yeah. <laughs> that didn't happen. And you gave me this whole word of me carrying her in. So, I mean, literally, I wrote a whole sermon series on that. And I had a whole plan for the seminar. And I still haven't gotten back to it yet. And I know that God still wants to use it. Okay, how are you going to use it? Because <laughs> it don't even tie up the same way I thought it was going to tie up. Um, and so I haven't even gotten, and now I feel challenged to look back at it. Um, but thankfully, God has given me a space to kind of walk away from it for a few minutes. Um, yeah. Because I did struggle for a really long time feeling like God loved me because of what I could produce. And mm-hmm. so I'm learning. I'm not producing that right now. And he still loves me. He's still here. And so I'm learning in this process who he is. Um, and that's something I really... Yeah, I'm just more and more seeing that there's characteristics of God that you don't learn until you're in the pit. And we don't always want to go through it, but that's how we meet them. Right. So Yeah, we have to go through. We have to wrestle with God. Mm -hmm. So in Genesis, when it was Genesis. Yeah, Yeah. when Jacob wrestled Mm -hmm. with God. Yep. God actually injured him in that that wrestling match. And he forever walked with a limp. Yep. But he had to go through that. He mm-hmm. had to wrestle with God in that to get what he needed. Or and what he, he learned wanted. who God was and he learned who he was. He right. came out with a whole new idea of who he was because yep. of it. And I really feel And like with a limp though. Yeah, but he came out with a limp. I, like, we don't want, people don't want to talk about it, but I feel like God wants us to be dependent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's a time that he wants us to get to a place where we don't need him. And right. so we want everything to be in a bow and fixed and perfect, but that will mean that yeah. we don't need him anymore. Yeah, and I don't I just don't see that anywhere where that's going to happen. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see cuz there's yeah. I mean, so many Saturdays. Yeah. Life is all about Saturdays, but it's like have you ever read the Going on a Bear Hunt book? The little kid book? No. My <laughs> nanny, the mm-hmm. shows that I nanny. Mhm. Um I hate the book, actually. <laughs> Just a side note, because it's really long. Mm-hmm. But they are going on a bear hunt, so they have to go, like, in one part, they have to go through the grass, the tall grass, or they have to go, like, through the water or whatever. But <clears throat> there's a part that says, 
there's, you know, the tall grass, but we can't go around it. Mm -hmm. We can't go over it. We can't go under it. We have to go through it. And that is said for everything in the book. So it's, we can't go over it. We Mm -hmm. can't go under it. We can't go around it. In every part, it just keeps saying over and over again. And I was like, whoa, this is actually like Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have to go through mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. to get to where you want to be, yeah. even when you don't know where you want to be. Right. Just to come out on the other side of something, you yeah. have to go through it. Mm-hmm. And there's no easy way to go through it. Yeah. I mean, you walk through tall grass, there's probably going to be snakes. Yeah. There's going to be stuff in there. You have to go through water, you're going to get wet. Yeah. Like, you know, we have to go through these things, which I think is so much of why... I wanted to start this podcast mm-hmm. was because for years I've been in, you know, involved in the church since I was a kid and you want the bow yeah. at the end and you want the testimony. You're taught to expect the without bow. going through yeah. it though. Yeah. No. Yeah. You just, it's supposed to just happen. Like you say the prayer, Jesus that comes means- and everything gets wrapped in a bow. That's what, yeah. that's what they say. Right. Yeah. yeah like. Even when you get saved, yeah. which I hate that term, by the yeah. way, which we can maybe talk about at some point. I hate yeah. that term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you start a relationship with Jesus. And, I mean, I've run youth things for a long time. And um, we were taught a lot of, you know, tell the kids that, you know, Jesus is going to change their life and this and this. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. If I work with a kid who's getting the crap beat out of them at home yeah, and, and they it, come to know Jesus, they're still going to get the crap beat out of them yeah. at home. So in the spiritual realm, God changes their life. Yeah. Yes, you're right. In the physical right here. That might never change. It might not. Yeah. It might though. It might. But it might not. Right. So I stopped telling kids, Yeah. this is going to change you in every way. Yeah. I was honest with them. And let me tell you. A lot of kids did not get saved on my watch because <laughs> I told them, mm-hmm. like, God loves you and yeah. he can change so much in your life. But if you're going to go home to your dad getting drunk every night, mm-hmm. God might not change that. Mm-hmm. You know, he might, but I don't want you to go home and then come back to me a week later and be like, F you, Megan. Yeah, Nothing not changed and, in my And house. those are the conversions that actually stick, you know? Yeah. So we get these people. Of course, you know, you go to this big outreach. You have a bouncy house. You give a kid a hot dog. They say a prayer, you know, and then you count them as part of the kingdom. Um, they last right. maybe a couple days because you lied to this kid. You know, he's you just didn't tell them the full story. Right. right. And he's expecting all these things that's not going to happen. But if you set me up. For the, it's kind of like going into the army. The army doesn't tell you it's going to be fun. You know what I mean? Right, they yeah. know that there's going to be a fight. You're, then you like you do the fight because you believe in the cause, and then you walk away with a pride because of the fight. And so it's okay. Nobody in the army is running around like, oh my god, oh my god, they're shooting at me. No one's going to say that because you knew before you came that they were going to be shooting at you. And if we set people up correctly and i feel like you might not have seen it in the moment but there's probably kids all around who said you know i know jesus a different way because megan told me the truth hopefully <laughs> i'm pretty know. sure they exist i'm pretty sure they exist because i mean it's the truth like i mean jesus promises suffering yeah he promises that but, but that's not how you get people world. saved Come i mean on. possibly you know i mean for me it worked because yeah. i i knew it I mean, that's what life was like as a kid. Yeah. So it made sense yeah. to me. You know, like when people would say, oh, the world's this and that. And I'd be like, gosh, do they watch the news? Do they live in the same place that I live in? Like, I just don't get it. How right. are you saying that? Like, something's wrong. And so you either walk away feeling like the preacher doesn't really know what it means 
or something's wrong with me and my family. Right, and that's how I came out of it. Something's wrong with me mm-hmm. because it was supposed to be a one and done thing. Yeah. Like I got saved and now everything in my life is yeah. supposed to be better and I'm not yeah. supposed to be like as prone to sin. Mm-hmm. And I loved sin, mm-hmm. even as a kid. <laughs> like, and then as I got older. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and then like things in my heart and how I would feel, my emotions that I kept trapped inside, like mm-hmm. those things did not miraculously change when I got saved. Some people have those crazy coming yep. to Jesus moments yep. where like an addiction is totally stopped, mm-hmm. totally broken. Well, I spent years and years struggling with a pornography addiction mm-hmm. that I would beg God to mm-hmm. stop it. And it was something I struggled through all mm-hmm. the time. So I took that as well. The church is telling me that once you're saved, yeah. you know, it renews your mind and yep. The old has gone, the new has come, you're this new creation. Mm-hmm. That means either one, I'm not saved. So yep. I'm going to tell you how many times I prayed that prayer as like yeah, a teenager uh-huh. and even a young adult. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm praying something wrong. I left out yeah. a piece. I left yeah, out a piece of wrong. this I prayer. I need to read this again. Right. Yeah. I need to say it again. I had like a prayer down and memorized mm-hmm. that I would just say over and over again, which... There's actually not a prayer that you can pray to get saved. It's just yeah. you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. Like, it's just different. Yeah. But I was taught, like, you say the sinner's prayer. There is no such thing as the sinner's prayer. So I've never seen it in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, it's not in the Bible. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but I took all that on as yeah. instead of saying, well, maybe there's just something off about mm-hmm. this whole theology. Mm-hmm. I took it as there's something wrong with me. Yeah. And have spent years. I mean, half my time in therapy has mm-hmm. been unlearning that there's something wrong with me and Mm -hmm. relearning that there's actually not like yeah I'm okay and there's been things that have gone on that we need to fix yeah a little but it's not that there's something wrong with me yeah you know that you're not at the core of me there's not something wrong there are things wrong yeah but at the core of me yes I'm not inherently evil or wrong and that's what (laughs) God is pleased that's what I thought right yeah yeah so that's all of this that we're talking about (laughs) it's like my heart and why we're doing this podcast because I know I'm not the only one right. who's felt that way. Right. I know you're not the only one who has had things go on mm-hmm. with death that you're like, wait a minute, I thought God said this, mm-hmm. and then this actually happened. So what does that mean? Like, I know we're not the only ones that, that feel these ways. Yeah, when God so. yeah, says something and does something. It feels like he says one thing and does another thing. Um, I don't want to say that that's what happens, but that's what it feels like. Yeah, right. All the time. Like, you said this, but I feel like you're doing this. Um, and I know that, that people are dealing with that stuff, but I do feel like there's a value in that space. Like, um, we grow in those spaces. I mean, I've never learned anything at a carnival, but <laughs> when I'm going through, I learn a lot. I mean, I want to do it, but I come out more mature. I learn a lot of things and I'm, so I'm learning the value of getting those things while I'm in it. Um, and using them, you know, if I got to go through some stuff, I'm going to use it. And so use it for the, someone else's good, you know? And yeah. so that's kind of my reason for being here. Like, I just don't like people to mess with me. And you're not just going to mess with me (laughs) and get nothing back. So, this, you know, so. Yeah, helping other people see that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. That there are perpetual Saturdays in life. And we have to hold that tension for Mm -hmm. ourselves and give ourselves grace. But also for each other. Like, we have to be able to sit with each other in it. And even in those times that... Like with inner healing, yeah. you and I both had different experiences. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a prayer counselor now, yeah. so we've had different experiences, but there's a lot we can agree on. Yeah. 
um, and there's a lot of tension we can hold for me, for each other and mm-hmm. sit with each other in it. And like, I can have grace for you and say like, I'm really glad that you got so much out of this yeah. and not be bitter. Like, yeah. well, screw you. Cause or you got fake. stuff out of it. And I, yeah. or, or that she's, she's fake. She's lying. <clears throat> yeah. Right. And the same thing where you, you're not going to look at me and be mm-hmm. like, well, you didn't get anything yeah. out of it because you didn't try hard enough. Yeah. And you know, cause it's actually not about trying. Right. Um, which I think is another thing. The yeah. church is like, keep mm-hmm. going, persevere, press on, like do that extra Bible study and yeah. like this stuff and things will change. And then when they don't, yeah, what do we do? And I feel like uh, what I've really learned in this process, um, is that when the church leaves, when the church is gone and doesn't want to deal with you anymore, Jesus is still sitting there and yeah. it's amazing. Like now I can actually have a conversation with him, an honest conversation because he's there and all of the fluff is gone. Yeah. Um, and we get to meet him. For real. Yeah. You know? Yeah, when the church throws you out because you say that the sinner's prayer isn't a thing. Yeah. Or you vote for the wrong person. Right. <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yep. Um, the next episode... <laughs> I don't know. I was yep. going to say the next episode will talk maybe a little bit more about... Mm-hmm. some Saturdays for yeah. us and things yeah. like that. But um, just so all of you listening know, that may change. We yeah. may actually interview someone on the next episode. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We just know that this is this, the first episode. This is our first episode. We did it. <laughs> yeah, we did it. All right, guys. Yeah. Well, we Thanks appreciate you listening. And yeah. I think the main thing is that we hope that people can feel mm-hmm. um, like they can find something they can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're just hanging out with us, having yep. coffee, talking. Yep. And, and be okay with being honest with who you are. Yep. We're just going to be who we are and hope it works out. Yep. And we're going to fumble <laughs> through all this yep. stuff and that's yep. going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs>